Hey guys, what's up? Keegan here, back at it with another episode of Producer Jungle for you. Um, today I give Denise a call. She's a friend of mine who, well, she wears many hats like a lot of people in the music industry from engineer, producer, singer, songwriter, uh, creative, um, manages this and that. And well, we'll get into it in the podcast, but I really, I wanted to talk to her about books. Um, I've been reading for couple years now thinking about it which is crazy to say because I couldn't even finish a book in high school um, but I wanted to ask her a couple things about books and, and see if I could pick up some recommendations or some new ones to read um, I wanted to know what is she currently reading or the most recent book she read um, is there a book that she most recommends to people you know something that impacted her greatly and, and helped her career or helped push her forward um, also, the book that had the biggest impact on her, I believe I said ever, but I think I wanted to ask her in 2020. Um, but just simple questions and I wanted to see where it goes and I got some cool answers from her. So check this out. There's some books in here that I'm definitely going to check out afterwards. Um, no point in mentioning them now, we'll get into it. But check it out. Producer Jungle number 11 featuring Denise Dion. What's a guan? What are you? Okay, good morning, Denise. How are you? <laughs> Hope you got a coffee. Hope you're uh, ready to kick this off. No, I didn't get any coffee this morning. I, I have actually been behaving myself for the last like week and a half. No coffee at all. I'm actually like, I'm going to try and do matcha a little bit more, you know, like try and okay stay i love bit. this let's hang out here for a second let's get right into this so we're, are you saying that you used to drink too much coffee listen if you talk to me my first conversation would be where's my caramel macchiato mm. that is the first thing that comes out of my mouth you know and it's like one of those things where i really see the difference in how much of a better human i am after coffee versus uh -oh. before <laughs> like my functionality is it's 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 good it's good after the coffee you know but um but you're taking a break right now yeah yeah I, I took a break for the past like week and a half so i'm definitely definitely looking for alternatives and i want to you know get back into matcha i just ordered some matcha actually from amazon and like an electric whisker you make it's it like, yourself? Look my whisper. Oh, oh, no, I'm not answering the call. I'll put you on mute. I only just got yeah. it recently. I never knew what it was. I never knew how powerful it could be. And uh, really, there's some coffee shops that make them delicious. I've never tried to make it myself, but I'm a fan. Yeah, because really, it all is in how you whisk it. Because like, if you don't whisk it properly, then it's going to be lumpy. Yeah. Grain so, like, and grain, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I've had matcha. I haven't had it in in a while, but um, yeah, I like. I was talking to somebody. I think it was yesterday. I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Yeah, I ordered this one, and I got an electric whisker." And I was like, "Electric whisker? <laughs> Mind blown!" So it came up to like about 30 bucks for both the, the matcha tea and the whisker and i was like boom amazon let's do, it. let's do it let's try it out yeah so how are you doing 
I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm on my coffee. I'm not fully by 12 o'clock. I'm all jittery and too much coffee, but, uh, really do you drink a lot of it? Well, for me right now, uh, first cup is at about 6 AM and I make sure I'm cut off at about 12 now. Cause I definitely know first cup. I, I can't even do more than a cup a day. That's why the caramel macchiato is perfect because it comes with the two espresso. I don't care. It's something about it that, that just like is perfect for keeping me coasted throughout the day. The two espresso shots or whatever. Cool. And I get like a, an oat milk base and I do it up, man. I just, it, for me, it's about, cause there are certain coffees that I'll drink it and I get jittery, jittery. And I don't like that. I just need to be perked up and that that Starbucks coffee is just it's perfect. I just so. I would I would wait, I would lay around in bed for honest to God, it felt like 45 minutes, like mostly every night. And then I heard about how there's this like half-life to caffeine, and it's like it can roll over like six to eight to ten hours. So if you're still drinking coffee at like two PM, three PM, four PM, it still has a lasting effect. And for me, that was like all right, I think it's time to call it and stop drinking after like 12, one o'clock because mm. what's the point? I'm, I'd rather, I want to be tired at night so I can fall asleep and wake back up and do the routine. Right. Yeah, right. I got uh, a French press, so I'll make a cup at six for myself and then I'll make a French press at like eight for me and my girl when she wakes up and then I'll normally have about a cup and a half from that one. So between 6 a.m. to 12, I'll have two, three cups. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, my body intake is just like, you have that one, but you have that one that's very good. For sure. And, yeah. yeah. I make it a whole thing. I, I've got to this point where it's like, it's a, it's a French press. I'm grounding the beans. I'm boiling the water. It's a 15-minute process just for mm -hmm. that cup of coffee. But by the time I sip on it, it's so rewarding. And it tastes so damn good. Right, right. Yeah, I usually, like, I have a, my mom, um, I mean, she she says that I'm borrowing her French press. I say that you're not going to see that again. That is my definition. <laughs> but I have a French press, but I usually just get the coffee um, ground. Um, I, I, I found this, like, really cool, like, Ethiopian cafe. And I'm, I've been stretching that coffee when I do make it myself. Mm -hmm. I've been using that coffee. Um, other than that, like, one of my roommates works at Starbucks. So if I ever need, like, any coffee from there she usually gets a bag a week and <clears throat> she's one of the few starbucks workers that doesn't actually drink coffee from starbucks at all she doesn't drink coffee at all so yeah like every single week they have something called markout so you get a free bag of coffee or a free like box of tea so she never usually takes advantage so i'm like hey can you just get me a bag of coffee um right. and i'll either keep it for myself or i'll, I'll bring it for my mom because my mom loves um, the pike roast that they have there. Yeah. But, um, Ethiopians make a cool blend. I'm glad you yeah. know about that. Yeah. I yeah. And in, their own like tradition of coffee and all this and that, but they have a cool coffee. There's levels to this coffee game, man. And like people that listen, I, sorry, man, Tim Hortons, you're, yes, I am Canadian. Great. But no, 
No, there's a world People outside of Tim Hortons. And they're so Starbucks. firm in there. Tim's all I need. It works, yada, yada, yada. And then you make them one ground up coffee one time and they're just like, what the hell? How have I been yeah. missing my entire life? Yes, people need to expand their horizons. I mean, it also, like, whatever works for you. If Tim Hortons is what works for you to, like, keep you coasting and, you know, surviving throughout the day, then sure. I know that Tim Hortons, like, my system is just bougie. And it does not like Tim Hortons at all. I get very jittery. Aside from the odd, like, if there's nothing else around, I'll get, like, a French vanilla coffee, which is still sugary, I know. But I don't feel jittery. If I need it, a little espresso shot from Tim's, knock it back, there it is. But there is nothing from them that I enjoy and savor. Yes, this is true. You know, anytime, like, my roommates are like, do you want something from Tim Hortons? I really have to, like, search in my mind. Is there something that I want from there? Is there? Not really. Maybe a muffin? Maybe an oatmeal? If it's a yeah. day that I'm really down and I'm going back to my old ways, get a 10 pack of Timbits, get some cookies, get a muffin, get whatever it is and just pack it all. Yeah. But I remember, I remember when you're, what was the studio up, up on Dufferin? Uh, New Media Studios. Yes. I remember going into that studio and seeing Tim Horton's cup after cup. No, so. not, <laughs> yeah. I remember there was, Cause, cause, uh, cause, cause Brian, uh, he drank so much coffee and then we'd get double and then whoever buy, and he'd be like, yo, let's just storm up and see what happened. I remember there was a time where in one of the side offices, there was probably a hundred Tim Hortons cups. What the? Now that you said it, I remember that because he would just collect them and be like, ha 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 for fun. Let's see how many we can get. Wow. Oh, that was some. That. Okay, I want to throw you a curveball. I want to. I love. Oh coffee, my but gosh. I want to. Um, okay. I got, so I got some questions for you, and I hope we can Let's get into this. See. But I want to ask you some questions on books. Want to play a fun game? Okay, fine, Keegan. Let's do this. Uh, okay, so I want to know. I want to know the book that you are currently reading or most recently read? The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way. Yes, that's what Let's I'm currently about reading. Um, I mean, I think it's just really a, like a spiritual journey into <clears throat> creativity and just kind of unlocking certain things that might be dormant within you as a creative, you know, or I, I like to say that I, everybody is a creative deep down inside in whatever field they are it's just about unlocking it. and some people are creative in other fields that they don't realize because you know maybe they've gone through a life where their parents you know discouraged them from exploring the art but secretly they were like writing screenplays you know when they were you know in in at work or whatever so everybody has that creative in them it's just about how do you like really dig deep and bring that out yeah, so that's the book in, the nut in a nutshell. Is there techniques that they're talking about which can bring these things out of someone? Yeah, there's a couple of things that they recommend. Um, they recommend a, uh, like a daily, like they call it a morning journal. Um, 
I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the greatest with the morning journal because some days I just, I just don't wanna write. I just don't. And I think it's also about, like this book is about finding the balance of what's gonna work for you. Like I enjoy reading the book more than some of the activities, like the morning journals, I, cause you have to literally sit there and write three pages of whatever. And I just, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's also artist dates, which are you just kind of really carving out time for yourself to dedicate to art in whatever way, or maybe you don't even realize you're dedicating that time, but like, it could be something as simple as, you know, going to the park and sitting down for like half an hour and just observing what's going on around you and, or going to the park and listening to a podcast on, uh, something artistic you know it's just really about just kind of taking that time out to feed and nurture your art the artists within you so yeah those are a couple of tools and then there's like little things like throughout different chapters where they're, they're, where they'll ask you certain questions and get you to kind of probe and think about things yeah okay in terms of morning journaling and journaling in general but do you journal in the morning? Do you journal at all? I do journal. What does it look like? It, uh, what it looks like for me is just letting the pen just free flow and not think about it. Like it could literally be like, okay, I'm like sitting here and I'm hearing a lawnmower. I don't even know what I'm hearing right now. Hearing a lawnmower because like the, the, the thing with it is that what you what you discover is that when you start to just like without any question, just sit there and write. You might write something very silly in the beginning and then that silliness will trigger something else, another thought and another thought and another thought. So it's kind of like the snowball effect of thoughts if you allow it to be that way, right? Um, so like that's, that's what, it, what it usually does for me. Like I could literally be observing that there's a dog barking and then I start to think about my dog back home and how much of an annoying little shit she is sometimes but I love her and I'm literally writing all of this on the paper so yeah it's just really getting you to open up and not question it yeah I don't know where that the three pager comes from I've heard it from a lot of different sources maybe it stems from what's in the artist way maybe somewhere else I've tried it before I've definitely I'm at the point now where one full page in the morning and I'm satisfied I've done the yeah. three pages, but if I just write out a full page, I'm good with that. I feel better with a full page. Like I, I get to a, like a full page. And then after that, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just like forcing it. And I don't like when it feels that way, then I just don't want to do it anymore. And that's, that's kind of what it is. So I would rather do the, um, just like a full page and I'll, I'll get back into it. But, um, at least like me doing the readings and, really trying to designate time to like take myself on these artist dates whatever that looks like like today I have a guitar lesson you know With so yourself. something yeah for myself so you've just blocked off an amount of time airplane or yeah. phone on airplane and it's just me and the guitar and learning well it's it's me and actually one of the participants from the program that I'm doing he's a guitarist and so he has like a little studio so I'm gonna brave it I'm just gonna hop in it lift i'm gonna go to a spot mask up and he's gonna show me some stuff but um i also do have like something like there's a udemy 
which is mm -hmm. like online lessons. So I've been using that as well. And I think like f for me, because I'm more of a beginner as a guitarist, I've really just been like focusing on like, this is not going to happen overnight. So, you know, learning a few chords here and there, getting like the finger dexterity down, you know, and just keep practicing that. And um, I'm, I'm liking it, you know, like I was, I was over in Guelph for like a week and I forgot the guitar and I had like that withdrawal. I was like, oh my gosh, I just really want to, I really want to get the guitar back in my hands again, you know? So it's, it's kind of like becoming one of those things where I'm addicted to learning it. You know. Why why the guitar now? Is it uh, for your music? Is it just a new expression? Why the guitar? Both. Because like when I really started to think about like, you know, as as a creative, there there are certain instruments that we're drawn to, you know, and I really started to peel back the layers of like instruments that I'm a, a fan of in music and it happens to be piano and guitar and guitar was one of those things where I'd always be like hey can you play this guitar riff or can you I'd reach out to somebody but now it's like I want to learn and it's it's funny because I think that we go through these periods and these cycles where we're we're ready for something or not ready for something like the the funny thing is my dad has bought me guitars like I've had two previous guitars before and I just I was never in that place where I wanted to learn you know and then and that was like holy more than 5 years ago so I've owned guitars in the past but I just wasn't ready to take on that task of learning it and now I'm in that place like maybe it's the lockdown I don't know but I'm in that place where I want to learn and develop that skill and I don't I don't necessarily think of it. I I do think of it as like really adding to my skills, like as a musician, but I think of it more as just, I want to learn it, you know, something for me, I want to learn it. Um, and that's pretty much it, you know? Dope. Dope. Yeah. I want to know the book you would what? most recommend. Hmm. Um, if, if you need it. It's been a while since I've read it, but probably The 48 Laws of Power. The 48 Laws of Power. Now that is one that I have not read and I know that I should and one day I will. So what is The 48 Laws of Power? Um, it's really just about, you know, power dynamics and how to kind of navigate that in the world. And there are, you know, just, just kind of like really digging deep into that, like, we are interacting with people on a daily basis and there are just kind of things that we don't really pay attention to in terms of these interactions. So this kind of like really gets you in that mindset of thinking how to kind of, you know, operate on a daily basis and, you know, tap into your power or, you know, other people's power and seeing, you know, whatever power they have for what it is. Um, Robert Greene also has like, he has like a lot of, it's great like self-help books there's another one that i'm still getting through uh mastery there's that one somewhere up here yeah mastery yeah, yeah, which is more on the self so i've been reading that one but that one is like it's i take my time with certain books it's not one of those i find that with um like non-fiction books i just i it may take me time to read it you know and that might be like six months to a year um, fiction, like, uh, if it's a really good fiction book, I'm a, I'm a breeze through that, right? But um, 
nonfiction, yeah, that 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 book is taking some time, but it's got a lot of like really good gems in it. And I think I think also when you start to feel like you're kind of opening up to yourself and to the world, you'll be reading these things and it's just like this synchronicity. You're like, oh my gosh, this is already happening and lining up with my life. You know, so I find that reading it, I'm reading it, I'm like, yeah, I've already been in tune with this already. So this is cool to read it from somebody else's perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 48 Laws of Power, that will be a next step for me. Um, what is a book that you can think of that has the biggest impact on you? Um, I think a book that kind of like still stands out in my mind, uh, Catcher in the Rye. And that's a book that I read in, yeah, that's a book that I read in high school. And you know, and it's just like, there's just one specific thing that I always think about. I always think about Holden Caulfield, which was, he was always trying to save everybody. And it's just like, there's so many people out there that are always trying to save people. And it's like, a lot of people don't want to be saved. So that book, like, I always am like, thinking like with certain people, I'm like, you're Holden Caulfield. You're Holden Caulfield. You, you, you. So... Um, probably that one is like one of the biggest impacts for me. Yeah, I bet awesome. you haven't heard of that book in a long time, eh? Catcher in the Rye, yeah. Wow. I need to get a I need to get a, a copy of that and reread that because it's been a minute, but it's definitely been a book that um yeah. That and I say me maybe two of what was that uh black and white one was the movie read it in high school too lord of the flies that one is that one's great too no i'm thinking of they go to court uh come on it's on the tip of my tongue i think it's super racist to be honest with you um come on memory do not fail me right now what's the storyline let me see they go to court to kill a mockingbird to kill a mockingbird is it yeah it is see those are the staples lord of the flies catcher in the rye wow those are the three staples of high school books yeah yeah (laughs) like i i don't know if i read i don't remember if i i had um lord of the flies as a required reading but i know it was one of those that in other high schools because it really depended on the high school that you went to but i know that that was definitely a high school book and To Kill a Mockingbird, for sure, I read that in high school. Um, and Catcher in the Rye, those two for sure. Looking back on it, it's just like those books painted such a poor picture of me for reading because the, the words were so like dated. I had, I had such a tough time reading them where it's like, can we find simpler words for high school kids to read to at least get them enticed into reading? Yeah, what was the what was the point? What was the point? <laughs> well, it was the stories that they provide first and foremost, I think. But it was like the words nobody could pronounce. And I'm thinking of like, why are they making kids read Shakespeare? Like, if they in their life get to Shakespeare, let them read Shakespeare. But and that's what I that's what I mean. Like, I really want to know what is the thought process and the point behind these des- these as designated reading materials for high school student students oh, correct. somebody has someone made uh 200 years ago that we're still using 
Yes. I, I wonder, I'm curious to know if they're still reading these books in school. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. They had my, my nephew reading some, oh my God, I don't even know what it was. I took, it was like, it was, first of all, it wasn't even a book. It was a digital print. So the teacher, my nephew is nine, nine years old. Like I, I feel so bad for like these kids and this virtual learning because like I had my nephew over here like a few weeks ago and the level of boredom, like he's just sitting there and like the teacher is reading out this book and it's something to do with like this girl who's fighting for indigenous schools. And I, I ended up buying the book online, like off of uh, iBooks for him. And I started reading it and I was like, nope, nope. That's all you, bro. That's all you. It's work. It's work that people don't want to do. Why are they making you read this at nine years old? I'm so sorry. I mean, you got to do the work still, but (laughs) I'm sorry for you. It's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I wish people could, I wish you could somehow like fast forward to like myself to be like, just get through this shit right now and life will be good in 10 years, but just do this shit now and look ahead. And how do you tell that? How do you tell that to a a nine-year-old? And and the thing is like, they're not really, you're not really like able to pinpoint and show a kid like, okay, you might be more hands-on because like my nephew is very good with video games. (laughs) He is very good with video games. And um, and then I have another nephew who loves, like, animals and stuff like that and math and stuff like that. Like, he can – his math work is – I look at it, I'm like, you're, you're good. You know what I mean? But they're, they're both in two different yeah. kind of, like, pods, right? So it's like you make kids who are a little bit more hands-on feel like they're not good enough. You know, I was more of a kinesthetic learner, so – I was a shit disturber up until like grade 11. I kid you not. I was like up until like grade 11, I was not, I didn't care about school. And then something clicked second semester of grade 11. And then my grades just like turned around. And like I went to actually finish school like a semester early, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And then I went to university and then, I didn't finish university because I wasn't interested. (laughs) And then I switched and I did the recording arts program at um, International Academy of Design. Where's that? It was downtown. It was at like the CBC, wow, can't speak, CBC building. Okay. Never heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, like, you know, the Toronto Film School, right? Right. So it was, they were basically in the same um, like it was connected with that program and then it kind of it was actually a school I think out in New Brunswick that ended up buying out the school and then changing the name wow yeah and so my cohort was the last this was like 07 08 we were the last of that group and then they bought the school out and uh, they said deuces you know if it's the same this is how small this world is if it's the same building office that i'm thinking of i currently own office space i don't own sorry let me rephrase that i'm renting office space down the hall from where that studio used to be which the school was 
And I've now turned that into a recording studio and I can peek down the hallway and see it says on the door recording arts studio or something like that for what used to be what I believe is this school that you're talking about in Fredericton. Mm. Well, I, I don't remember if they, I don't remember if they brought the school back there or if it was just a com- company out of there and then okay. they changed the number and still kept, changed the name and kept the location there. And they also took out the recording program. program. Cause I keep hearing from people that, and now I see it, but that there was a school that taught recording over here and now they're just like office space for some other company, but there's still, it's divided into what was this recording school. And we're talking about like years to come, let's just get that spot and just put the studio in there. Right. Yeah. So they don't have a school out there? Audio engineering school, maybe Halifax, but wow. there's no, nothing, nothing in Fredericton for audio engineering. Wow. So this is like a new market for you. You're seeing that gap. Oh, it's really cool for me right now because we just opened up a studio and there's A, nothing like it in town and B, there's so much talent around that nobody knew was all around. So I just connected the dots and now like mm. everybody's working on music daily. That's so cool. There was no hip hop cool. spot and there was no studio. So now everybody's like, oh, there's a spot in town and it's COVID safe. We can keep our distance. You show up, go on the mic. I'll wipe it down afterwards. I'll keep my distance and... We'll be right. on our merry way. Right. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at you. Where did I go? Oh, sorry. I'm playing around on this thing. No, no, no. So what is on the agenda for today? Guitar lesson. And then uh, I got to take care of exporting some files, sending out some stuff to people. Yeah, I think it's going to be a combination of that i'm gonna travel out and then come back and just do like admin stuff yeah. hey, what would be your description of yourself in 2020 what you do and who you are um hmm, that's a good question i mean it's always been you know producer artist songwriter you know but at the end of the day i'm a creative you know, I'm artistic, so however to bundle that up, I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm a vibe. Yes, you are. I'm a whole damn vibe. A great one, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Well, I am very satisfied with this. I'm glad we could chat. I hope we can do it again soon. Is that it? Are these all the questions that you had for me? Why not? I want to know about books for this one. We'll do another one soon and I'll throw you another curveball with just EQ plugins or just this and that. But for today, this is, uh, this is what I had in store. <laughs> you just, you're just like, it's a surprise to whoever the, the guest is. Eh? Exactly. You don't know what the questions you little devil. Exactly. Oh my gosh. You know what? I think I'm going to treat myself to a caramel macchiato. You should. I think I am. Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. Merci. Well, Denise, you have an awesome day and uh, let's chat soon, okay? Sounds like a plan.